Which kind of home would you want to live in? One built on a weak foundation or one built on a strong one? I know, seems like a silly question. I mean, after all, what sane person would want to live in a house that's built on a poor foundation? That is, unless you're a little pig thinking you're safe from the big bad wolf. Well, just as a solid foundation is needed in order to build a solid structure, so we need to build our spiritual lives on a spiritually solid foundation. Welcome to the Point of Purity Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. This is episode 136. In this episode, we continue our journey through my book entitled, Are You a Superman of God? Becoming God's Man of Steel. This week's episode is entitled, Finding Your Foundation. So I want you to pause for a moment and think with me about the house or the apartment that you currently live in. If you were asked to describe it, what would you say? Well, you might decide to talk about its location, the size of the lot it sits on, the kind of neighborhood it's in. More than likely, you'd mention the number of bedrooms and bathrooms it has, possibly even its color, design, square footage. But you probably wouldn't talk about its foundation. But truth be told, the likelihood of that even crossing your mind is slim to none. Am I right? And yet, it is the foundation of your home that makes all the difference in the world. You see, when a home is being built, it's wise to start with the foundation. That only makes sense. I mean, after all, what happens to the structure if you build upon a weak foundation or if you choose to not have one at all? Do you do you remember the story, uh, the children's story about the three little pigs? Two of them chose to build their homes out of straw and sticks. Oh, I'm sure they were wonderful to look at. Well, if you're a pig, that is. And those homes even remained standing for a brief period of time. However, as soon as a strong wind came, wham, down they went. The truth is, life can be hard. If you expect to stay standing in the midst of the storms of life that constantly bombard you on every front, you need to be planted firmly on a foundation that will not fail, one that runs deep into solid rock. So let's, let's just dream for a moment. What would it be like to live the rest of your life built on a solid foundation, one that will never shake, rattle, or roll? Wouldn't you love to live your life secure in the knowledge that absolutely no storm, no matter how intense, could ever destroy you? Now, I know I can't put words in your mouth, but I'm going to assume that your answer is a loud and boisterous, yes, right? Well, I want to challenge you. Don't ever lose sight of the fact that as a Christian, the most important thing you can ever do is to know God deeply and live in a way that always brings honor and glory to Him, no matter what. Now think with me for a moment. Watch this. In order to live that kind of life, even in the worst of storms, you must build that life into a solid spiritual foundation, God's foundation. Before ever going high, you must first go deep. Let me repeat that. Before ever going high, you must first go deep. You see, when you build your life deep into God's foundation, 
that life is guaranteed to stand firm at all times. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19 tells us that God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone. With this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his. Now understand, that does not mean that you're not going to have storms in life. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? However, it does mean that when you build your life upon a growing relationship with God, those storms will never take you down. That is his promise. In Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, we read, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. Isaiah 28, 16. That's a promise, my friends, you can take to the bank of heaven, which, by the way, is the safest, most secure bank in the entire universe, Matthew 6, 19 and 20. So the question then is this, what is the foundation that you and I should be building our godly lives upon? And how do we start building upon it? Well, the answer is both simple and complex. You see, you, you Are you hearing me? You don't have to try to lay the foundation. Let's insert a big sigh of relief there. (sighs) The foundation has already been laid in the person of Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11. So the real question is this. What are you doing this very moment, right here, right now, every second of every minute, of every hour, of every day of your life? What are you doing this very moment, to build your relationship with Christ. There's an an old hymn of the faith that I think is worth visiting here. Now, I'm not going to sing it for you. I'm not going to play it for you. I just want to quote the words and let the the truth sink deep into your soul. The, The song goes like this. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Yes, all other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant, his blood supports me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Yes, all other ground is sinking sand, end quote. All right, I I want to take an an important pause. Let's call it that. I, I want to take an important pause here, and I want to ask you some key questions, some things I'd like you to consider. Question number one, what's the purpose of a house? <laughs> that, that may seem silly, but think it through. What's the purpose of a house? Question number two, how do you feel knowing that your house is built on a solid foundation? Do you even consider that? Why? Why not? Question number three, which kind of spiritual life do you want to live? One that is built on a weak foundation 
or one that is built into a rock on a strong foundation? And why do you make that choice? And then my fourth question, what are you doing right now? Right now, right now, right now to build your life on that strong, spiritually solid foundation. What are you doing? How are you doing it? Years ago, during my grandfather's generation, when building a home, the very first stone laid in the foundation was always strategically placed in the corner of the structure. That's probably why they ingeniously called it the cornerstone. But, But that stone was the most important part of the entire building. You see, that one singular stone determined the position of all the stones that would be laid afterward. In fact, think about this. The placement of that stone determined the setting of the entire structure. If the cornerstone wasn't placed just right, the result is that the entire building would be permanently off true. So let me ask you, what's the cornerstone of your life? Is it the stone of pleasure? What about the stone of success or the stone of happiness? Maybe maybe it's the stone of fortune or popularity. Whatever that stone may be, it is truly the most important stone in the structure that's simply known as your life. That cornerstone determines the direction that your life is going to take. So I want you to carefully consider this next point. You ready? Here it is. Watch this now. If you choose to build your life around any stone other than Christ, then your structure, your life, will be off true. That's guaranteed. In scriptures, Jesus is called the chief cornerstone, Ephesians 2.20. King David wrote in Psalm 27, verse 1, The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He also said in Psalm 9, verse 9, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. What David is saying here is that Jesus Christ is our place of safety and refuge in the time of trouble. He's he's our rock. He's the rock that will keep us safe and secure. In fact, Jesus Christ is the only foundation that you and I will ever need. Build your life upon him. Build your life upon a right, growing, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, and you are guaranteed to stand no matter what storms try to take you down. Well, keeping with our current theme of being a superman of God, God's man of steel, I want to submit to you that a growing relationship with Jesus Christ is our fortress of solitude. Did did you know that the best way to discover who Jesus is and how to get to know him is to get your Bible, sit down and open it and actually read it, actually study the pages of God's word. I'm serious. In fact, I want to challenge you. If you can right now, grab your Bible, hold it in your hand right now and look at it as you're listening to this episode. In fact, open the pages, glance at the words, just kind of run your finger over the pages and, and look at the scriptures, look at the, look at the word of God. And I want to ask you a question as you're looking at your Bible. How do you feel about your Bible? How do you feel about your Bible? No, no, it's not a trick question. I'm not 
fishing for something. I want you to answer honestly. How do you truly feel about God's Word? Is it just another book that sits on a shelf or on your coffee table during the week only to be picked up and and maybe open briefly on a Sunday during the morning message? Is it a book that you open each morning as you read the three verses your daily devotional guide requires while you're having a cup of coffee and a bagel? (laughs) Or if you're like me, a glass of milk and a chocolate chip cookie. (laughs) Or do you cry out with David in Psalm 119, verse 97, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Psalm 1, 2, my friend, is your delight in the law of the Lord. And on that law, do you meditate day and night? Now think about this. Why? Why is that so important? Why is it critical that we love God's Word? I mean, isn't it enough that we occasionally read it? I want you to to pause here with me, and let's take a couple of minutes, and let's think about the amazing love letter that God has written to you called the Bible. In fact, as I share with you these next few points, I love to have you have your Bible in hand. Pick up your Bible. Once again, hold it in your hand. I know it sounds a bit weird, but try it. And I want you to consider this. God's Word is living. It's active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. Every time you read it, every time you open it and study it, memorize it, and meditate on it, God's Word, the Scriptures, push aside all the junk, all the fluff in life, and it gets right to the heart of the matter, Hebrews 4.12. The Bible is the very Word of God. It is quite literally God speaking to you, teaching you deep and wonderful truths about himself, about heaven, about how he wants you to live. As you read it, it rebukes you when you do wrong. It shows you how to make it right. It trains you in how to live a consistent, godly life, 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. God's word brings blessing to those who hear it and obey its commands, Luke eleven twenty eight. And because God is true, God's word is also true. There's no error in it, Psalm 1830. Therefore, it will never lead, <clears throat> excuse me, it will never lead you down a wrong path, Psalm 119, verse 105. God's word was written to provide you and I with godly instruction. It shows us, it teaches us how to live in a way that honors our Heavenly Father, and it provides us with great hope, awesome hope, Romans 15, verse 4. God's Word helps us become spiritually prosperous. It helps us become genuinely successful, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. God's Word always, always, always draws us to God, and it is reliable trustworthy. It is full of wisdom. And when we open it and we read it and we obey its commands, it brings great joy to our soul, to our life, blessings that will never lead us astray. Psalm 19 verses 7 through 9. When you open your Bible and read it, it helps you grow in your walk with God, 1 Peter 2, 2. The promise of Scripture is that God's Word stands forever. It will never pass away, Isaiah 40, verse 8. 
That's why it is to be kept diligently, Psalm 119, verse 4. It will help you keep your life pure, Psalm 119, verse 9. It teaches you good judgment all the time, Psalm 119, verse 66. It even makes us wiser than our enemies, Psalm 119, 98. And it gives us more understanding than the smartest teacher or the eldest elderly, Psalm 119, 99. And God's word, God's word, listen to this, guides our every step in life, every step, Psalm 119, 105. Now, what I just shared with you is just a partial list. Maybe it's a partial of a partial list. I could probably take up multitude of episodes with statements on the value of Scripture and the joys of growing in our relationship with God. But here's what I want you to understand today. You and I have been given a sure and solid foundation. This, my friend, is what we must build a godly life upon if we expect to stand firm when the next storm comes. All right, let's Let's hit the pause button until next week's episode as we continue our journey through my book, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. What you heard today are little snippets that have been taken from that book. So if you'd like to learn more about today's study, or if you're interested in learning more about the Pure Man Ministry and how we help men and women literally across the globe in their pursuit of sexual purity and, def- and, and victory over porn addiction and lust and masturbation, if you'd like to learn more, be sure to visit our website, There's a multitude of resources that we've made available to you. Our website is located at thepuritycoach, all one word, thepurity, P-U-R-I-T-Y, coach.com. Let me take just a moment to explain to you this book that I've written, in which we've been taking a deep dive in this podcast. The book's entitled, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. It's available on Amazon, and I want to encourage you to look it up and, and purchase your copy. You see, this book, Are You a Superman?, is a 12-week Bible study for men. And it's a fun look at what it means to be God's man of steel in a world that is anti-God, anti-Christ, and anti-Bible. <clears throat> in this book, Are You a Superman?, Becoming God's Man of Steel, your, your group will discover that just as the fictional character known as Superman draws his physical strength from his close proximity to Earth's yellow sun, guys, you and I, as spiritually supermen of God, find our strength, our ability to effectively live a life that honors and glorifies God, our ability to stand firm in the faith and resist the enemy. That strength comes directly from our close proximity to God's Son, S-O-N. The closer you are in your relationship to Jesus Christ, the greater your power to resist the arch enemy of your soul and watch him flee from you, James 4, 7. And yet, truth be told, again, just like Superman in the comic series, we have a, let let me back up. Superman has a weakness, right? It's known as kryptonite. Well, just like Superman, you and I have a weakness. It's it's our spiritual kryptonite. It's that, um, it's that radioactive element of your life before Christ. And your spiritual archenemy uses that kryptonite to his advantage over and over and over again. And the fact is, when you play around with your kryptonite, it will weaken your ability to stand firm and fight the fight of faith. So in this 12-week men's Bible study, Are You a Superman of God? Becoming God's Man of Steel. You will learn how to identify your kryptonite. 
You'll discover how to steer clear of it, how to find your super spiritual strength as you daily draw closer to God's Son. And be the man of steel God has already called and already equipped you to be. So let me encourage you, go to Amazon.com and purchase your copy of Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. Well, if you've not yet subscribed to this parody Yeah, let me try that again. If you've not yet subscribed to this Point of Purity podcast, let me encourage you to do so today. I don't want you to miss any of our upcoming episodes. Well, until next time, this is author, speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, He must first be glorified in your every moment thinking.